Today in the newscast, two important meetings between world leaders that could have major implications for the Middle East. That's coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. We mentioned on yesterday's newscast the meeting in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula yesterday, Monday, September 13th, between Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and Egyptian President el-Sisi. Now, according to all reports, it was a very warm meeting. It went very well. We'll talk about it more in a second, but before I do, I wanted to bring another important meeting that took place yesterday to your attention. It didn't get the same type of mainstream media coverage, surprise, surprise, but in many ways, it was every bit as important as that Bennett el-Sisi meeting. Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader, met with Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad in Moscow, and essentially it was a victory lap, Assad prevailing in the Syrian civil war, now controlling some 90% of Syrian territory with a big assist, of course, by the Russian regime of Vladimir Putin. Rewind to hard to believe Six years ago, September 2015, when Russian forces entered Syria and turned the tide of the civil war there. Folks, if you remember, Bashar al-Assad, his regime, they were on the ropes. Iran was there and Iran's proxy Hezbollah, they were there on the ground helping Assad, but still they were being pushed back by various rebel groups in Syria, including a very strong contingent of Islamic jihadists, the likes of Al-Qaeda-linked groups, ISIS, they were all there in Syria. As someone once described to me, it was a potpourri of terrorism in that country. Assad was pushed back, even with that Iranian and Hezbollah help. And then the not-so-dearly-departed Iranian terror master Qasem Soleimani paid not one, but two visits to Moscow to implore Russia to get involved and help bail Assad out. Now, Russia historically has had a strong relationship with the Syrian regime, including Bashar al-Assad's father in previous years, Hafez al-Assad. So Russia also, by the way, looking for a chance to regain some global stature. What better place to do it than in the world's most pivotal region, the Middle East? So Russia gladly took the bait and came on down to Syria, and that is where they remain today, six years later. I remember some of the more optimistic analysts inside the Beltway, the so-called geniuses there, saying, well, this is just a temporary assignment for Russia. They'll be gone after a while. Well, six years on, Russian boots are still on the ground in Syria, and folks, guess what? They are not going anywhere. They are working very closely, by the way, with Iran and Hezbollah on the ground. And that's what they were celebrating, essentially, yesterday. Uh, Assad and Putin in Moscow. Putin also took a dig at the United States, which is a very popular target these days in the wake of the Afghanistan debacle. Folks, you can tell a lot about a leader or a nation by the company they keep. And it is an indisputable fact right now that Vladimir Putin's Russia is aligned, at least in Syria, without a doubt, with the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranian regime, and its most lethal proxy, Hezbollah. These are fanatical jihadists, 
and Russia is aligned with them. I'm sure they're sharing intelligence with them as well, right at Israel's doorstep. And by the way, ask yourself this, has there been another point in the history of the bomb, in nuclear history, I guess you would call it, when a nuclear powerhouse, Russia no longer a global superpower like it was in the Soviet days, but certainly still a military and nuclear powerhouse for sure, has there been another moment in the nuclear age where a nuclear powerhouse has been openly aligned with Islamic terrorists? That's exactly what we have right now in the form of Russia aligned with Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria. I guess the closest comparison would be Pakistan, which also has a nuclear arsenal, very closely aligned the Pakistani military and intelligence services with the Taliban. But this Russia-Iran-Hezbollah relationship should give everyone major pause. And we've talked about the prophetic implications of that relationship many times here on the Watchman Newscast with Russia uh, at the doorstep of Israel, not far from the mountains of Israel. And you think of the War of Gog and Magog, which the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 lays out in great detail. If you want to know more about that, you can check out our newscasts uh, from last Thursday and Friday. I think it was September 9th and 10th. In particular, on the 9th, just check it out here in our archives and subscribe while you're there. We got in detail about that last day's confederation that Russia will lead, along with Iran, Turkey, and some other very bad actors against Israel. So check that out as well. But hey, a very precarious situation clearly right now at Israel's doorstep in Syria, which makes the timing of the other big meeting yesterday, Monday, September 13th, between Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and Egyptian President el-Sisi even more crucial. Now, this was their first meeting, and it was the first visit to Egypt by an Israeli Prime Minister since 2011. So a decade has gone by. A lot has happened, clearly, in that decade. And it was good to see this productive meeting between President el-Sisi and Prime Minister Bennett at the top of their list in the conversation was the Hamas situation in Gaza. Over the past few days, we've seen still more rockets launch out of Gaza into southern Israel. So Bennett and el-Sisi talked about how to contain that situation, how to maintain some kind of security stability uh, in this Hamas-ruled enclave known as Gaza. Hamas stand, some have called it. So they talked about that shared threat because, look, remember, folks, Hamas is the Palestinian, self-proclaimed Palestinian branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood is the mortal enemy of the current Egyptian government. Remember, Egypt is the main global power base for the Muslim Brotherhood. El-Sisi has a strong interest in keeping the Brotherhood at bay, whether in his own country or beyond, certainly in Gaza, which is to Israel's northern doorstep So they discussed the shared and mutual Hamas threat and, of course, the Iran nuclear threat. What I see lining up right now, folks, is something I call the sheep and goat nations. Ironically enough, this is actually tomorrow, September 15th, the one-year anniversary of the Abraham Accords, those historic peace deals between Israel and the UAE and Bahrain. I was there at the White House for the signing ceremony. Pretty incredible day that I will never forget. But... I think what we see shaping up is pretty clear. On one side, we have Israel and the Sunni Arab nations, like the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Egypt, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia. 
And then on the other side, we have that Iranian axis. Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Houthis in Yemen, those various Iraqi Shia militias, the Assad regime in Syria, Turkey, working with that Iranian axis from time to time, but also working from time to time independently for its own radical aims. That is how things are divided up right now in the region. It is a new Middle East for sure. And looming in the background on that Iranian side is Russia, is China as well. On the Israeli Sunni Arab side, you would say historically the United States, the West, but folks to say the debacle in Afghanistan was a major global game changer is an understatement. So we'll see how much these nations feel they can rely on the United States right now. My guess is not very much. Hey, the good news is God Almighty still, yes, still sits on the throne. And when it comes to Israel, even though Israel is surrounded indeed by a ring of fire on all sides and a nuclear powerhouse in Syria in the form of Russia, the God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So be encouraged, take heart. Hey, thanks so much for watching us here on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.